everybody. This is CKCC Radio founder Chris O'Mealy giving a special shout out to my main man Jeff Trelowitz for making it to 100 episodes of Real Paranormal Talk. As you guys know, Real Paranormal Talk is currently the longest running show on CKCC Radio. I could not be more proud of Jeff for this accomplishment. I have absolutely loved this show since day one. I love talking about ghosts and cryptids and aliens and all the fun stuff that comes with paranormal activity. Here's to you, Jeff, on 100 episodes, and here's to the next 100. Thank you all for supporting CKCC Radio, and enjoy episode 100 of Real Paranormal Talk. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 100 of Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. I mean, personally, I think that's a reason to celebrate. That's why I hired some trumpeters to play just for, uh, ten seconds. Cost me a couple thousand, but, uh, totally worth it. Totally worth it. Now, this podcast actually started, I I can't believe we're actually approaching now four years of Real Paranormal Talk. The debut episode was all the way back on January 5th, 2020. Now... (laughs) Think about how much the world has changed since the debut episode of Real Paranormal Talk. And I've used this as a stepping stone or a chance to just talk about the paranormal. It's something that I've talked about from the very beginning. has been something that I've always loved. Um, and not only do I use this to talk about you know, famous hauntings and paranormal TV. I'm an amateur ghost hunter myself, so I've used this episode, or I've used this podcast to share some of my evidence as well. So, episode one was just a quick intro to say, hey, this is a new show, it's going to be every other week, I'm a podcaster, I'm a paranormal investigator, here's what it is. And I've for the most part, stayed pretty accurate with the uh, every other week. Because then it also went in with uh, my other show that I do every other week called uh, Ranking Tracks, which is a music podcast. And again, I, I look forward to this podcast. I enjoy talking about all the different elements of the paranormal. As some of you know, I was trying to get a, another interview for episode number 100, which is obviously right now, um, because all the way back in 2020, I interviewed, interviewed Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters, and I'm still trying to get him back, because that was a very popular show, popular episodes, a two-parter, because when you get a guy like Dustin, you just you got to talk to him. So I'm hoping to get him on again. I'm hoping to get a couple other interviews because I love to do interviews. Those were a lot of fun. What I want to talk about right now is a big plan for the future. Now, like I said, I am a paranormal investigator. I've investigated some places. I've gotten my own uh, interesting, I mean, that's the only other way to look at it, interesting pieces of evidence, but I, I haven't really done a whole lot of investigating lately, and I just, that's, that bothers me. I, I want to do more. 
And I know for a fact that in 2024, I will be doing more investigating. And I'm going to go to places, at least one place that I've never actually investigated. I've been invited by my BFF to come down. Her town has got quite a bit of uh, hauntings in it. So I will be traveling at some point. I don't know when. In 2024 to Sanford, Florida, which has quite a bit of hauntings in it. So, for example, the Sanford's first fire station built in 1887 was originally three floors tall with the top floor uses office spacing sleeping quarters a jail a courtroom the third floor was removed in 1928 because of poor conditions a notable former occupant of the third floor is a gentleman by the name of percy bayless not a nice guy convicted murderer not saying he did it not saying he didn't was executed in the only known legal hanging in seminole county directly behind the building a later resident of the building claims she has heard Piercy pacing above her at night. Not creepy at all. In recent years, the second floor has been renovated into a rental apartment where visitors claim they hear strange noises and feel like they are in danger. Perhaps Percy still holds a grudge against the town that executed him. There's also a brewery in town called the Wops Hops Brewery called and they have some several rumored specters. Now, you know damn well, as a former podcaster of a podcast called Two Dudes, Brews, and Books, I'm all about the breweries. So you add a beer place and a haunted location, and you know I'm there. Patrons have reported cold spots and apparitions through the brewery, and a medium has noted the presence of not one, not two, not three, not four, but, yes, five ghosts. Jennifer, a victim of strangling, and Claudia, a former employee of a past business, we don't know what kind, are said to roam freely. Stephen prefers the bathroom area and does not seem to get along with dogs or children. Automatically, I do not like Stephen. David makes himself known in the beer garden. I do like David. The last spirit has never been identified, but is believed to be a child. As I've said several times on this podcast, not a fr not a big fan of ghost kids, but it is what it is. Another place that is haunted in town is called the Mayfair Hotel. Now, over the uh, it was built in 1926, and over the next few decades, the Mayfair served as the Sanford Naval Academy, a religious a headquarters for a religious mission. Uh, the hotel has played host to some famous faces, including golf legend and tea and lemonade drinker Arnold Palmer and the New York Giants baseball team. That tells you how long ago it's the New York Giants baseball team. Some not-so-famous faces are rumored to populate the now-abandoned building. Damn, I was going to stay there including a shadowy black figure and a woman in white. Local reports hear the sound of a piano drifting from the vacant hotel, and stories have spread about it being the site of some gruesome deaths. Because, of course, why not? And while not all the ghosts can be identified and not all the stories can be confirmed, the Mayfair Hotel is certainly a place of mystery. Some other entities in historic Sanford... Story specters include a mischievous little boy who plays pranks. Bring it on, boy. I'll, I'll raise you one. 
a couple who haunt Magnolia Square, and a little girl who somberly roams Hollerbach's German restaurant. I'm sorry. Still not a fan, though. Now, with all these stories and all this wonderful possibilities, all I'm wondering is, how am I going to get my ghost hunting equipment through TSA? Because the last time I was in Florida, I didn't have that much equipment. And I lived there, so, you know, it was not such a problem. But I will definitely be finding a way to uh, bring, if not all of my ghost hunting equipment, the vast majority of them. Because it sounds like there's a lot of possibilities there. So, yeah, that's going to be a big thing for me in 2024 is trying to investigate a couple other places that I've never been. I miss investigating. Like I said, it's been a while since I've actually done anything truly, you know, paranormal, not counting, you know, using apps on my phone. I want to do a full actual investigation. So look for that coming sometime in 2024. Like I said, it's not just going to be Sanford. I want to do a couple other things that I've never done. So hopefully I'll get a chance to do that. I opened the floor to my Facebook friends to see if I could get some topics of discussion and bring some stuff up to people. And, of course, the first person to ask a question, in fact, the only person to ask a question, but I do have some comments that we'll talk about, is the one, the only, the voice you heard at the beginning of this podcast, the CKCC Commissioner, Chris O'Mealy, who, again... For those who do not know, the idea of me doing a paranormal podcast actually came from Chris. Uh, at one point, it was going to be a two-person show, but his schedule kind of prohibited that from happening. So, But he has been a frequent guest on this podcast, and moving forward, will continue to be a guest on this podcast. So I asked, you know, does anyone have any questions about the paranormal? And of course, Chris stepped up to the plate. In all the years of paranormal investigation shows, which location do you believe produced the best evidence of a haunting? My two votes are the St. Augustine Lighthouse and Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia. And quite honestly, I could not agree with him more on that. Those, of course, both being Ghost Hunter episodes from very early on. But I've also watched some other shows that I've seen other great things from. One of my favorite, and I, I did a podcast about it a long time ago was Ghost Adventures did an episode about a uh, Titanic museum and that episode produced some pretty compelling evidence so if I had to pick a Ghost Adventures episode that I enjoyed more than any other that also provided some good uh Uh, evidence, but words. It's been a long day, my friends. I would have to go with that. Um, there's been quite a few other places that I think have done, that have had some good ones. Again, Ghost Hunters did one early on. In fact, I think it was the season one finale in Arkansas, where it was their first true full-bodied apparition but it wasn't like 
one that you it was against the locker so it was not necessarily freestanding but it was clear as day a person with a hat and nobody in the room had a hat on so but yeah definitely those next question from chris comes which cryptid do you think has the highest possibility of actually being an undiscovered new species and which do you think is the most bogus uh i think for new species you gotta go there there's two answers for me one is whatever you know the bigfoot because there's bigfoots in every culture there's bigfoots almost in every state with a different name I think that that's got the best possibility with the next one being some kind of sea creature, Loch Ness monster, Lake Champlain, Champy. There's just, there's been too many sightings to me that, and, and yes, not all of them are accurate. It's easy to have, you know, to mistake something and think, well, you see something creating a wake in a, in a lake it's got to be a sea monster. No, it doesn't. Uh, which do I think is the most bogus? I mean, obviously for cryptid, um, my automatic answer is Slenderman. Slenderman is not real. I say that now, and of course, tomorrow I could be attacked by a Slenderman for me calling out its existence. So I guess we'll see with that. Do you think it's more likely we'll discover intelligent alien life through radio signals first... Or simpler life such as fish swimming in the oceans of Europa. I mean, we've already gotten radio signals that we can't identify. It's happened a couple times throughout history. Does that necessarily mean, you know, little green men? No. You know, there, there's a lot of different possibilities with that. You know... I look at it this way. The term alien, just like the term UFO, can be interpreted in many different ways. Just because it, you can't identify it doesn't make it a UFO. That's what makes it, you know, that's why it's called an unidentified flying object. I think that, uh, and of course, he goes on and says, simpler life such as fish swimming in the oceans of Europa. We're discovering new species every year in the woods in the oceans in the lakes doesn't make them alien there's so much that we are not seeing in this world that yeah there's going to be creatures and and by creatures i don't even mean massive anything that we don't know is something new to this world so i think there's a lot of possibilities the final question i got from chris what is number one on your bucket list of place that you personally want to investigate? This is a tough one. I've been to Eastern State Penitentiary, not on a ghost hunt. So I would automatically say that I, you know, would I love to investigate Area 51? Yes. Am I willing to get shot for it? Probably not. Um, again, I've you know, have I brought my equipment to the St. Augustine Lighthouse during the daytime? Yes. Would I love to do a nighttime investigation there with just me and a small team or just me by myself? Hell yeah, it would. That would be amazing. 
I there's a lot of places I want to investigate. Bobby Mackey's down in Tennessee has always been on my list. Uh, anywhere in New Orleans or you know Savannah, Georgia. There's so many places I want to investigate, which is why I keep asking you nice people for money. Okay, I don't actually keep asking, but you know, just saying. So I, and thank you for all those questions, Chris. I greatly appreciate it. I got some comments from a couple other people that definitely I want to acknowledge as well. My good friend Jason, who has been on my music podcast, has said, Aliens of some sort are real. The universe is too big of a place for the Earth not to be the only place with life. And again, I 100% agree with that. You know, just because... And it doesn't have to be, you know, our interpretation of... Like I said, little green man or the little gray man or the things with the big eyes. They may not even have flying saucers like we automatically assume they do. The, as big as this planet is... <laughs> this is mind-blowing. As big as this planet is and we're still discovering things, the universe is a little bit bigger. So yes, I do believe that there are aliens. And again, not necessarily, you know, the ones that want to conquer our planet like in Independence Day or Men in Black. But there's definitely something else in this world. And somebody else agrees with that and we'll get to that in just a moment. I got a comment from my good friend Eileen Spellman. I grew up in a house with ghosts, so I definitely believe spirits are everywhere. And as far as aliens, I agree the universe is way too big for us to be the only occupants. I don't believe I grew up in a haunted house, but I've definitely felt spirits throughout the, this house. I have seen shadow figures out of the corner of my eye multiple times. So, yeah. And then I also got a couple of comments from Dawn Seymour Kloss, who I used to work with a long time ago. Shout out to her as well. Yes. Yes to it all. I thought it was quite arrogant to think we are, the, uh, we are alone in the center of what we think we know. I've had some less than normal experiences at the Roosevelt Hotel in L.A., the Myrtle House in San Fr Saint Franciscoville, and honestly, Pirates of the Caribbean in Florida. Shout out to George. I did a whole podcast on the uh, Ghosts of Disney, by the way, Dawn, so you are not alone in experiencing George, who, again, for those who are listening for the first time, was a construction worker who died while building Pirates of the Caribbean. And the rumor is, and again, that's another place I'd love to just sneak some equipment in, that, if, that on the checklist for opening and closing, if you don't say hi to George, things go wrong. Question from Dawn goes, I suppose, uh, a question I suppose would be there, is there any kind of consensus about ways in which the living speak to the dead? I'm not talking seances, but more like one-on-one -on -one conversations. Also, this is a bit weird one that has come up in my whole life, but why do you think everyone, and like, actually act on the belief, if you have a widow's peak, you are a witch? Two different questions there. As far as the one-on-one -on -one conversations, completely agree. The best thing that I can recommend for that is just that, a one-on-one -on -one conversation. The thing to remember is that they were once alive too. 
Always treat the dead with as much respect as you would like to be treated. You want to get some kind of reaction? Show respect. Be nice. Please and thank you. You know, basic. That, that's the basic way to do it is, you know, you don't, and I've said this before, you don't need fancy equipment to have a conversation with a spirit. If there is, if you feel like there is somebody or something around you, talk to them like they're still alive. I know it sounds silly and stupid, but I think that's the, the best way to do it is treat them like they are still alive. Ask them questions. See if you can get a response. That way you know automatically is this a, you know, a spirit that you can communicate with or are they just replaying the same day over and over again. So you ask my opinion, show respect, ask questions, treat them like they're still alive. As far as the widow's peak, people are just people have misconstrued. They see something, their brain automatically goes one thing. With a widow's peak, everyone, and not everyone, but it is you know easy to automatically say, "Oh, must be a witch." And again, not accurate. Don't don't pigeonhole people. That's not, you know, the best way to do things. So if you see somebody with a widow's peak, don't don't be that person. For those who are not familiar with what a widow's peak is, it's basically just a normal hairline that just forms a triangle on the top of your head. Does not make you a witch. It doesn't. No. To stop it. <laughs> she also then continues and says, I stayed at a place called The Burn at Natchez, Mississippi when I was 15 or 16. And even though it's not billed as a haunted house, it's the most active one I've been in. Things here were, how can I say, vivid. Well, Don, you've definitely got my uh, curiosity so I'm going to do some research on the burn in Natchez, Mississippi, and I'll do a future episode on it if I if cuz again, I look at things this way. Not everything that is listed as a haunted house is haunted, and not everything is haunted is billed as a haunted house. There are a lot of things out there that are just under the radar. So you have my curiosity, and I will let you know. Alright, so I do want to thank you all for not only listening to the 100th episode of Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. Figured I'd get my money's worth for the thousands that I spent on the trumpet player. Thank you for listening not only to the 100th episode, but to the previous 99 as well. I hope you found them entertaining as well as educational. I've enjoyed bringing them to you. And like Chris said, this is only the beginning. This is not the end. There will be at least another hundred more, if not 
until I until I don't I'm going to be talking about the paranormal because I love it that much so thank you for listening I'm going to end this with a quote that I heard from another gentleman that I'd love to have on this podcast by the name of Dave Schrader and it is great advice to live by and I will leave you with this why be normal when you can be paranormal. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you for listening.